0: work through the growing pains and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, welcome to episode 45. Our guest today is Sarah Christensen of Kickass Mastermind, and she is the absolute perfect person to chat with about stepping into the role of CEO in your business. Sarah has started and run five businesses over the past 20 plus years. Her largest business was doing $10 million in revenue per year and employed 75 people when she sold it. Sarah is currently relentless about helping other business owners grow their businesses through her latest venture, Kickass Masterminds. Kick-Ass Masterminds curates and facilitates mastermind groups for small business owners, corporations, and white label partners. So let's go ask Sarah how she grew into her role as CEO. Hey Sarah, thank you for being here. I am so excited to talk to you.
1: Me too. Well, you are one of my favorite people. You are just like a beam of sunshine, so I am happy to be here too. Aw,
0: thank you. So can you tell our audience a little bit about what you do and who you serve?
1: Sure, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and founder of Kick-Ass Masterminds. So all we do is masterminds. We're really good at it. We have a couple of different lines of business. We work with corporations. We do white label masterminds for other businesses and brands. And then we also do our own masterminds for small business owners. And I am a longtime entrepreneur. I've owned businesses for 25 years, five different businesses over the course of 25 years. So I can't wait to jam on the CEO topic with you. I
0: know, and you are the perfect person to talk to about this. So all of season three, for the How She Did That podcast, we're talking about up-leveling in your business and whether that may be hitting your first six-figure year, hiring your first team members, all of those pieces. And I think what was really key for me when I started taking my business seriously and realized that I I had a big girl business, as I like to call it, was realizing, oh my gosh, I'm the CEO of my business. (laughs) That was such a weird and huge realization for me. So first, can we talk about like the difference between just thinking as a business owner and thinking as the CEO, what that means, not just org chart, like not just in the way of org charts, but also in the way of how you show up in your business.
1: Absolutely. And I think that the first thing that you have to figure out is what kind of a business do you want? Like what is the vision for your business? And there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. If you want to have a business where you work, 15 hours a week as a side hustle, that's awesome. Declare that. If you want to work 30 hours a week and pick your kids up from the school every single day, that's awesome. If you want to grow an empire and sell it to another organization or go public, that's awesome too. But I think it all starts with that and defining what is that big vision for your business and then starting to act as if today, you are the leader of that business. So again, it's not just being at the top of the org chart, but it's really being the manager and the person who's ultimately responsible for whatever happens in that organization. And I always go back to a couple of situations that I had early in my and owning businesses. When I think about being the CEO, I had one pivotal moment where I hired someone, that special someone that was smarter than I was at something in the business. (laughs) And it was, it was a nervous moment for me because I thought I had to be the boss of everything. I needed to have the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. But while you're ultimately responsible for the business, you don't have to be the expert in everything. And so yes. I was nervous about that, but it took me hardly any time at all to be like, this is awesome. <laughs> I have this amazing person who is better than me at something yes. and not feeling threatened by them, but feeling like because I am the steward of this business, I just did this business a really good thing by hiring someone who could do something better than me. So I think that's a lot of, it is realizing the buck stops with you, but that doesn't mean you have to do everything that you have to be the expert in everything. There is that moment where you're like, it's a realization of, oh, this is kind of amazing. And again, I'm not threatened. I can use this person as a tool to help me to grow the business. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that. That was definitely a huge piece for me too, because especially, uh, before I moved to calling it the launch guild, before I changed the name of my business and it was Tasha B solutions. I was like, well, everybody's coming to hire me, you know? Right. So if they're working with other people, like what's that going to say about me? Like, how do I know that their work's going to be great and everything? And now I have a great hiring process where once the person is hired, I trust them completely, you know, and I trust them that they are going to serve our clients the same way that I would, or if not better, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and even better. But that was such a hard realization that I didn't always need to be the middleman. And I didn't always have to, to know everything, you know, the same way that my, the other team members know everything. It's so
1: right. I always tell our mastermind members, if you are growing a business, you need to choose. I want to have a big ego and be, be the, be (laughs) the center of attention, or I want to grow a business Mm -hmm. because you have to peel that away and realize you're not everything to everyone. And you can't be, if you want to grow a bigger company, again, if you want to have a business where you are, it's part time, or it's something where you just are the only one, that's all fine and well and good. But if you want to grow beyond that, you have to put that ego away and realize there are other people who can do things better than me, who can serve our clients, who can show up in a different kind of a way, who are just different. People and who might who might interact with our customers in a way that they need, but you do have to make that choice. It's like ego or growing a business because growing a business is messy and it's embarrassing (laughs) at times. And there's some you know weird stuff that goes into it, and you have to go through. And and I always think about it like practice. Mm -hmm. The more I do that stuff that makes me uncomfortable, the less discomfort I have with it. It's like working out, right? The more you work out, the less you have muscle soreness. It's like, <laughs> seem like a CEO muscle. But I do see a lot of people falling in a trap now of being worried more about what people are seeing on the outside versus what's really happening. And if you are constructing your business and your life to look good on the outside, it's going to be a hot mess behind yeah. the scenes. So I think if you're comfortable with having stuff be less than perfect in the world and being comfortable with being like, oh, that was a big fat failure. And (laughs) and that's okay. The more you are actually going to be able to grow your business because you're less focused on the appearance, but more focused on the reality of it.
0: Yeah. So let's talk in terms of like leadership and team. I know that that was, like I said, a hard piece for me, but it's one of the things that brings me the most joy now as the CEO. But I think it's still, it's always a learning curve and a process of like growing into the leadership side of that. What did that feel like for you as realizing that you're the visionary, you're the helm, and you are the person who supports this whole team?
1: Yeah. So I hired my first employee a long time ago when I was probably (laughs) in my 20s, which is more than 20 years ago. And I remember having a lot of bumps and learning a lot through bad hires, learning a lot through me being a bad manager. When I sold my tech company, I had 75 full-time employees. So we had a huge team. And so much of that is learning through it Mm -hmm. because – very few of us have training on how to be a good manager, how to be a good leader, how to hire people well. Those aren't skills we're born with and those are skills that most people haven't learned, but they are definitely things that you will learn the more that you do it. And I think there are things you can do to teach yourself Mm -hmm. how to become a better leader and how to hire the right people and to be prepared for those kinds of things. Just like with most people spend all their education time on marketing, right? We're reading the marketing books, we're taking the marketing courses, we're following the marketing people, but marketing isn't the only component of a business. Yeah. And I would submit that your people are even more powerful than your marketing. So if we as business leaders could train ourselves on how to be good leaders, how to be good managers, how to be good people leaders, as much as we focus on marketing, it would serve us so
0: incredibly well. That's so true. And was there anybody or anything that you reached out to to learn that better? Honestly, it was my employment lawyer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, my tech company. We got to the point where there was there was weird stuff that would happen. Like, honestly, I had a girl show up for work one day. Who's was, she? Was a great employee, but she had on the lowest rise jeans possible, and then she had on a thong. So every time she would move, you could see oh, like it was,
0: yeah. and she
1: just didn't understand why that wasn't appropriate. So, like, I had to hire an employment lawyer to help me through those kinds of things, yeah. and that was so educational to me because I didn't realize what rights we had versus yeah. what rights the employee had versus how to handle those things because there's a right way to hire people and fire people and all of those kinds of things. And and one thing I do see a lot of, especially online entrepreneurs falling into right now is not treating employees like employees and hiring them as employees, but hiring them as contractors. I think we have a huge exposure out there because I think people just aren't aware of it. But I learned all of that stuff, school of hard knocks. Like there was a problem. I (laughs) called my lawyer. (laughs) I learned the lesson.
0: (laughs) I love that. And you've been doing this, you know, for so long and have had so many companies. Is that from the outside with Kickass Masterminds, it just looks like you run it so well, but it's because of the experience that you've had too, right? Of just oh, in. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
1: twenty-five <laughs> years of training will it'll teach you a couple things. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, and I will say, while I have learned so much, and this company benefits from that we make mistakes all day long. Mm-hmm. I just hired a Google ads agency about a month ago and we had to fire them right away. Like it wasn't a good fit. That was yeah. a mistake. Some of it was on us too. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Like I always tell all of our team, like rush to make the mistakes, mm-hmm. go as fast as you can and make the mistakes. Cause that's where the rich learning is. Got a girl that worked for me in my tech company who made a very expensive printing error, a $25,000 printing error. Wow. <laughs> she was so upset. She was crying. You know, She was like, I'm going to resign. And I said to her, there's no way I'm letting you resign because- you just learned a giant lesson here. Like, are you ever going to make that mistake again? She's like, Oh my God, I'll never make that mistake again. And I said, then I need you to stay because if you leave, I'm going to hire someone else who's going to make that same mistake again. Yes. So we all need to be open to making those mistakes because those are beautiful opportunities to learn and to get better. And that's the only way we learn and get better. Like in inside of our company, we always do everything like first draft, like mm-hmm. let's just get it out there and see what happens. And then we can iterate, then we can make it better. But none of us in our four walls of our office, know how anything is going to land in the world. So I always got to get it out there. I'm always saying to our members, like minimum viable product, get it in the world and minimum viable marketing too. Mm -hmm. like stuff doesn't have to be built out ultimately how you want it to be built out get it in the world, get it
0: working. That's how you get smart. Yes, 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 yes. All the yes on that. (laughs) Before I let you go, uh, one of the things that I see a lot with virtual support pros, with VAs, OBMs, PMs, is we start off kind of in this employee mindset sometimes, even when we're running our own businesses, because we're supporting other people's businesses. And I remember I was at an event probably about two years ago now. And it was one of the first events that I went to as Tasha B Solutions, as my company representing my company. And I was going around, we were in like tiny, like mastermind groups for a while. And I was going around and I said what I did. I was like, I'm a virtual assistant. And she was like, I thought you said you owned a business. (laughs) And I was like, I do. It's It's a virtual assistant business. And it was like, to her, a virtual assistant was always like an assistant, even yeah. if it was a contractor, it was an employee. And so that really like kind of rocked my mindset for a little bit. Am I a business owner? Am, you know, am I growing into the CEO? And so I said all that to say that one of the things I see in the virtual support world is that we see ourselves, we don't always see ourselves as the CEO of our business because we're supporting other businesses. So what mindset shifts do we need to be really cognizant of and make in order to step into that next iteration of what we want for our businesses?
1: Yeah, so I would start with that exercise of figuring out what is the big vision for your Mm -hmm. business. Where do you want that to go? And start living in that space. Yes. Start like feeling it, start smelling it, start touching it, like start spending some time in your mind in that space of where you want this business to go. So if you're a virtual assistant and you have a dream of having a virtual assistant agency where you have 100 virtual assistants working for you, Mm -hmm. start living in that space, seeing yourself in that space. I think that's the very best way to get from where you're at today to where you want to go because what happens in our brain and I'm not a brain scientist but what happens <laughs> in our brain is our brain can have an experience whether it's happening in real life or it's just happening in our thoughts mm-hmm. we're not that much off from each other yes so if you can start living in that future space and almost like acting as if you were the CEO of that company already mm-hmm. it can make huge shifts it can make huge changes and i think the other thing is the words that you use mm-hmm. So, if someone's a virtual assistant today and they're doing all of the work for their clients themselves, I would almost challenge them not to call themselves a virtual okay. assistant. Yes, but to call themselves, the leader or the CEO or the founder of a virtual assistant business. Yes. Those shifts and those tiny things make a huge difference because here's the thing. It all emanates out of us mm-hmm. and I tell our members all the time, this is one of my sayings, you need to be the laser beam of whatever your message is because by the time it lands with the person you want it to land with, that light has dissipated over time and space and you, but you still want it to be a light bulb when it hits them, mm-hmm. but it has to come out of you like a laser beam to hit them as a light bulb. Otherwise it's just going to be dark by the time it gets to them. So. So if your listeners are wanting to be the CEO and the leader and the founder of a bigger company, that needs to come out of them like a laser beam today so it can start landing with the people. So I would almost submit that, while that was incredibly rude of that (laughs) to say that to you, you may have had uh, an impact in how she picked that up.
0: Yes. So
1: maybe if you would have said like, I'm the CEO of a virtual assistant business. She wouldn't have asked you that. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So again, she was rude. Let well, me be she was rude with that. But it all starts from us. We have the ability and we get to say what our businesses are mm-hmm. and how they show up in the world. But it has to start with us and it has to come out of us really strong because it gets diffused because the world isn't waiting for our messages. Mm-hmm. They have all their other stuff going on, right. right? They might just get a little dot of it. But if it comes out of us like a laser beam, it can land with them like a light bulb.
0: Oh, That is so good. Thank you for that. I love that. So you have an opt-in, a download that you're going to be sharing with our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know it has to do with your mastermind, which is amazing. So tell us all about it.
1: Thank you. Yes, we actually have a couple new ones, which I'm really excited about. So we have put together a comprehensive directory of all the masterminds that are out there. So it's called the mastermind directory. And if you go to themasterminddirectory.com, you can opt in and get that. And then we also have a cool thing, which is a list of questions to ask before you join any mastermind group. So if you go to mastermindq, that's the letter Q, so mastermindq.com, you can grab that too. Fantastic.
0: And where can we find you online?
1: I am everywhere at KickAss Masterminds and I like to hang out on Instagram. So come You're and find so me over there.
0: <laughs> I love You know, yeah.
1: I Instagram is one of my fun outlets. So I like to be a little fun on Instagram. So come on and be my friend over there at KickAss Masterminds.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away if you enjoyed this episode share it with a friend leave a comment and subscribe remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward you've got this